What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Industry Horror Coffin Cast. I'm Nathan, your host, and the topics that I'll be talking about is, of course, the the cinematic event of the whole entire year. You might as well say maybe even for the decade is none other than Avengers Endgame, and I'm going to give you some tips on how you can make uh, the viewing even uh, a a wonderful and a pleasurable experience. Now, of course, everybody knows Avengers Endgame has already made $60 million uh, domestically on Thursday. But I'm just wondering how many estimates of people actually had to go to the restroom because this is a free-hour movie. This is free hours no intermission free hour movie but then again just be thankful it's not you know gone with the wind of course they had intermissions but that was a five to six hour movie so just be thankful that you don't have to hold it in that long than longer than that (laughs) so Number one, usually a lot of people, especially myself, I really enjoy going to the movies by myself. But this is the type of movie that you must, that you should, not must, that you should see with a group of people. Especially, you know, in the mix of people that have watched the movies constantly and the people that are fans of of the comic books. You get a whole entire interesting experience, especially if there were some parts like, I don't get it. Why was that funny? And then after the movie, they can explain to you why that was funny. Or, I mean, you could really have a deep discussion. I mean, so you not only get a great viewable experience, but you will get in a little bit more a deep detail of why, you know, why was that there? What was? How was that connected to this movie and then the other movie and then the other twenty-one other movies before this one? And also how it relates to the comic books. Number two, do not get a large drink. Three-hour movie and a large drink. That's asking for an early trip to the restroom. So, here is my suggestion. This is what I usually do if there's a if I'm watching a long movie. I usually I still get a large popcorn, but I also but I get a medium drink. That way I have enough to drink. But at the same time, but not too much to the point that I end up having to go to the restroom. And trust me, I have a feeling they're going to show the best parts not at the beginning, but they're going to show the best parts in the movie near the middle and even near the end. So, just drink cautiously with your drink. And also, most importantly, 
I know a lot of people were like, should I wait around till... No, this movie is meant to be seen in a theater. Please go see this in a theater. And also make sure not to spoil anything through social media. And if you are doing the best you can, I suggest you just stay off of Twitter, uh, Facebook, you know, for a bit till you have seen the movie, and then you can go back on YouTube and Twitter. You know, if you do not want the movie to be spoiled, then I highly recommend you you stay off of any social media. That way, you don't get anything spoiled. But of course, with with me, if I see a little bit of a spoiler, I'm while well, everybody gets turned off by you know seeing a spoiler, I'm weirdly the opposite. As long as you don't show me the clip, that is fine. If you explain to me, you have my imagination running wild, and I'm like, okay, now I must see this movie because of this specific scene. I'm wondering how they're going to do this. And, of course, with my background of studio production, I, I understand, you know, of... You know, the type of programs that they have to go through, uh, software... Uh, software programs that they do, especially Adobe After Effects. But, but yeah, that entices me. Uh, to be, to be honest, if you explain to me a scene that happens in that movie, it was like, oh man, now I really need to see this movie instead of like ah. Why you gotta tell me that? Ah! Come on! No! I didn't want any spoilers. No! Why? Why do you spoil the movie for me? I'm totally opposite. As long as you don't show me a clip because... Because I'm more of a visual person. Visual and hands-on, so... As long as you don't show me a clip, but if you describe to me the scene, but not in like detail, like, okay, this is what happens and this happens. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that has me curious because my imagination is running wild and, and thinking about the different scenarios, the different types of shots that they could do, like a meme shot and, and maybe like a close up and then. Ooh, they might even do a little bit of a crane shot or this or that type of shot with the camera. That has my imagination going wild and it motivates me, I do believe, around maybe around 50% more to go see the movie sooner. But hey, that, that's just me. And also, everybody, this is the last season of Game of Thrones. And, you know, to be honest, I couldn't really get into that show. But the bizarre thing is, though, I've been watching kind of a parody of that series. It's called A Game of Zones. It's on the Bleacher Report. 
Uh, if you're a fan of the NBA and also Game of Thrones, I highly recommend you watch that. But if you're just a fan of the NBA, but you... Yeah, I highly recommend people to watch that. It's it's amazing. Game of Zones. I watch Game of Zones. That's... When everybody mentions Game of Thrones, I'm like, yeah, okay. You know what I mean? It, I mean, Game of Thrones to me, in my opinion... Uh, seemed as if, you know, let's say there was, you know, there were siblings. The brother wrote all uh, this this interesting fantasy world, right from interesting characters, and then while he went off and, you know, had a lunch break or something, his, his little sister sneaked on in, saw what he written down, and then just decided to write her own fan fiction in the middle. Fan fiction, slash fiction, whatever you people call it now. I, I just say fan fiction. And, and written down, you know, the characters in, in the middle of this, you know, grand fantasy tale. And then the brother comes back and wondering... This is very interesting. I don't remember writing all of this down. That's, to me, what I think of Game of Thrones. If I said the other... If I said the other thing that I thought about Game of Thrones, well, I would have to put this in the... in the explicit section. Explicit <laughs> section. So I won't be mentioning about uh, what I think of, you know, Game of Thrones, what I thought Game of Thrones was originally going to be. I, I'm not going to do that. But, <clears throat> but the actors, I, I'll give credit. You know, some of the Game of Thrones actors have you know, develop into better careers and they won't be just be known as, you know, Princess Dionysus, uh, uh, whoever Peter Dinklage's character is, or... To be honest, I'm, I'm really shocked. I, I, you know, when you have a house named the House of Starks, you would think, you would think that someone would make a... You know, like a Game of Thrones introduction, and then and instead of, you know, wolves, it's, it's nothing but Tony Stark. You know, they, they Photoshop the head, you know, and they, they cut in Photoshop and place it on every single one of the members of the House of Starks. And, and then put that on YouTube. I'm really sh shocked that hasn't happened yet. To be honest. Or maybe it has and I haven't seen it yet. Another topic I would like to talk about is the uh, MB the NHL playoffs. This NHL playoffs, I every year we think it couldn't get any crazier. Well, it Really got crazy. Let me see. You had the Tampa Bay Lightning ending up losing to... Not just lose to the Columbus Blue Jackets who didn't win a postseason series in their franchise history. But not only that, 
but to be swept after winning 60 games. Around 60 games. I think it was either 60 or 62 games. It was, it was around that margin. In a season, knowing that winning the President's Cup... I mean, the President's Trophy, sorry, not President's Cup. That, that's a whole different sport. Uh, the President's Trophy... And you end up getting swept. Meanwhile, the Calgary Flames were the number one team facing against the Colorado Avalanche. Boy, I bet Luca was really happy to see this series. As the Colorado Avalanche beat the Calgary Flames in five games. Or how about the fact that the Las Vegas Golden Knights had a 3-0 lead in game in game seven of all things with less than ten minutes and they and they blow against the San Jose Sharks. Of course I'm and they lose it in overtime five to four. I know my brother and his wife is really happy that the Sharks are moving on. I'm happy for the Sharks too, but trust me, I have a feeling they're going to find a way to fall apart. You know, it's just it's just in the history of the San Jose Sharks to end up, you know, moving on. But they did make it to a Stanley Cup final one time before getting destroyed by the Pittsburgh Penguins. And, but the Boston Bruins, Toronto Maple Leafs, you are, I hope, to make sure that we won't have to worry about, worry about the possibility of another Boston versus California championship. A lot of people make comments of, if you fought the New York Islanders, would end up moving on to the second round of the playoffs, and not only that, but John Tavares, you know, joining the Toronto Maple Leafs, and the Toronto Maple Leafs don't even get past the first round. And you told that to someone earlier in the season, everybody would think you're nuts. But we're in that type of NHL postseason right now. And the St. Louis Blues are still in it. Okay, so the remaining teams are, let me, let me see. I think it's Colorado Avalanche and the San Jose Sharks. Then you have the Dallas Stars facing against the St. Louis Blues. And then... For the Eastern Conference, I, I do believe they still have it. Maybe they have a whole entire different playoff system. But anyways, these teams play in the, play in the East. So you have the Boston Bruins, the Carolina Hurricanes, New York Islanders, Man, I'm 
kind of blanking here. I, you just need to name one more team. Uh, let me check here. Who is the other team? Let me see here. Who is the other team? Blue Jackets, of, of course. I I feel I feel silly that I forgot it was Blue Jackets. So we have Blue Jackets and Bruins, and then we have the Hurricanes and the Islanders. Yeah, you would think after the the owner of the Carolina Hurricanes who tried to find a way to have the Alliance of American Football, you would think he would get his comeuppance, but nope. You know, especially letting the Alliance of American Football just fall apart within within eight weeks of the season. The NBA playoffs, that's a whole different story. I mean, of course, you had the Milwaukee Bucks with, you know, Giannis and Taku Apple. That's the best way I can enunciate it. <laughs> with the Milwaukee Bucks, they ended up sweeping the Detroit Pistons. And everybody was freaking out after the Brooklyn Nets in Game 1 destroyed the Philadelphia 76ers. What did that lead to? The Philadelphia 76ers winning four straight games. Yeah, everybody thought, you know, maybe the Brooklyn Nets have a chance. No, no. But I'll, I, I'll give them credit. At least they found a way to make the playoffs. And, and after the Orlando Magic found a way to win game one as well against the Toronto Raptors. What did that lead to? Toronto Raptors winning Win the series, I do believe, in five as well. Boston Celtics and the Indiana Pacers. A sweep. Boston Celtics swept the Indiana Pacers, so... So it's going to be Milwaukee Bucks facing against the Boston Celtics. Which I hope not to see the Boston Celtics in the NBA Finals. You know, LA Lakers fan. You know, rivals. And then you have the Philadelphia 76ers and the Toronto Raptors. Now, a lot of people will call me crazy if... Because out of all the series... I'm going to say I think whoever wins the Raptors and the 76ers series I think will whoever wins that will most likely will end up being in representing for the Eastern Conference in the NBA Finals. Instead of, why not Milwaukee Bucks in the Boston Celtics? You know, Milwaukee Bucks have Giannis Antetokounmpo. Also, they have Eric Bledsoe. Um, meanwhile, the Boston Celtics have Gordon Hayward, uh, Kyrie Irving. 
And those are the only two names I can think of for the Boston Celtics. My bad. Well. I... And of all the teams, Milwaukee Bucks, yeah, they haven't been to the NBA Finals in a long time. Matter of fact, they haven't been to the NBA Finals since the 1970s. And I don't want to see Boston Celtics. That's the last thing the state of California needs to see. Another Boston team winning. Plus, adding another NBA Finals championship, so instead of the Lakers being just one behind, they would end up being two behind when it comes to NBA Finals wins. And of course, on the Western Conference, everybody was talking about you know, with the Golden State Warriors with Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant. Even their bench is a threat. Everybody was saying how they were going to easily beat the LA Clippers. Regardless of the fact that the LA Clippers have a pretty good coach in Doc Rivers. And... You know, they do have that type of team. Um, I just don't know the names of the players. It's <laughs> my bad with that. Lakers are more... I'm more focused with Lakers than Clippers, so sorry, Clippers. Uh, sorry, Clippers fans out there. But the way that they've been playing against the Golden State Warriors and the... And just the first round of the playoffs has been amazing. Especially the fact that Game 2, they were down by 31 points and found a way to come back and win by 8 points. That's, that's amazing. And not only that, everybody kept on mentioning about how the Golden State Warriors are going to pretty much just, you know, just be able to be well-rested waiting for the win of the Houston Rockets and the Utah Jazz. Well, surprisingly, it's the other way around. The Houston Rockets are, are well-rested than the Golden State Warriors. The Golden State Warriors are still playing their series as the matter of speaking. Uh, it's three games to two for the Warriors and the LA Clippers Warriors leading the series three games to two. And remember, this is the Golden State Warriors last season being able to play in Oracle Arena before they go to their new arena that's, uh, that's in San Francisco. So they'll no longer, they'll be in the Bay Area, just not in Oakland, but in San Francisco. So, can the Warriors bring one more NBA Finals back to Oracle Arena in its final season? Can the LA Clippers 
to find the odds and maybe even have history repeat, its, repeat itself in a bizarre way and have Stephen A. Smith surprisingly being correct with his prediction. Because according to Stephen A. Smith, after the end of the season, Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard are going to the L.A. Clippers. How bizarre would that be? Let's say the Clippers somehow won this series against the Golden State Warriors. And Kevin Durant, the following season, goes and plays for the L.A. Clippers. That would mean history repeats itself in a bizarre way. Especially with the fact that they had a free games to one series. The only difference was this wasn't the Western Conference Finals. And it's not. And it wasn't with the Oklahoma City Thunder. But instead with the Golden State Warriors. And he jumped ship. And he goes to the team. But he couldn't be in the first round instead of the Western Conference Finals. Hey, as long as he doesn't repeat on announcing going to the specific team that he's interested in on the 4th of July, he's fine. But how bizarre. What are the odds that it just doesn't happen once? But lightning strikes twice. Same story, different team. Had the series up three games to one. Coming so close. Well, I mean, in, in this case. Being so close to having that free peat right in front of them. And then to lose to not the LA Lakers, but to the LA Clippers. After saying all this, I realized this is this is a bunch of nonsense. The Golden State Warriors are going to win Game Six, unless it's somehow Stephen Curry and Klay Thompson, or even Kevin Durant, have major injuries. Otherwise, I see the Golden State Warriors moving on, and they're going to face against the Houston Rockets, and then that will be a tough series. For the Golden State Warriors? No! I meant for the Houston Rockets. That's going to be a tough series. Okay, let's talk about some of the other teams besides, you know, Rockets and Golden State Warriors. Let me see here. So, the Lakers had a chance to have Paul George. Have Paul George join the Lakers. But he didn't want to join because, well, Magic Johnson couldn't do his job and couldn't get couldn't convince an Inglewood native to come and play for the for the purple and gold. So he's with the Oklahoma City Thunder with Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook having the players that he originally had, he had. Great players surround him. James Harden, Kevin Durant, around him. Both those players going to different sides, going to different teams. Russell Westbrook is thinking he can prove, you know, pretty much 
almost in the similarity of, in the bizarre way of similarity to when Shaquille O'Neal left the Lakers and went somewhere else, and Kobe Bryant trying to prove that he can win some NBA finals without Shaquille O'Neal. He did prove that with at least two. But it's looking more, I don't think Russell Westbrook, if he keeps up this pace, not just the way that he plays, but the fact of off-the-court antics that he has, he will not ever win an NBA Finals, let alone a conference Finals. Well, actually, he did. Yeah, that's right. One year, Oklahoma City Thunder went to the... Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay, so... But... But if he keeps this up, he will not win an NBA Finals. He will... He already got to one... But I don't think he will ever win if he keeps up with his antics off the court, the way he does off the court, and also the way that he the way that he plays as well. But Damian Lillard, that's a whole different story with the Rip City of the Portland Trailblazers. Let me see. Who, what are you and in a bizarre way, the Denver Nuggets and the San Antonio Spurs are in a... are going to play a Game 7 coming up. How crazy is, crazy is that? Early in the season, everybody kept talking about the Golden State Warriors, but somehow the Nuggets found a way to be part of a conversation and maybe somehow out of all the teams, how crazy is it that the Denver Nuggets got to at least a two seed? Because a lot of people thought the Denver Nuggets weren't even going to get close to the playoffs this year. Everybody was thinking somehow the LA Lakers would find a way, you know, to get at least an eight seed or something along those lines. I don't know. It should be interesting who the Portland Trail Blazers end up playing because if they play against the San Antonio Spurs, do never underestimate the San Antonio Spurs. It's almost as they find a way to drink the fountain of youth. It's just they just look their old age and and they just found a way to play as if they were in their 20s again. Or they also have that great coach of Greg Popovich as well. But the NBA playoffs, the next the next round, no matter the teams, it's going to be interesting. I just really hope the Milwaukee Bucks beat the Boston Celtics. That's, that's all I ask. 
I don't mind the Golden State Warriors once again. Uh, goes to the NBA Finals. Just don't have it be Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics or LA Clippers versus Boston Celtics. Just please. We already have seen enough. We had the Boston Red Sox face against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Los Angeles Dodgers lost. But that was because of a lot of questionable... Why don't you put a Sterling Sharp? Okay, I'm sorry. Putting Ryan Matson too many times. There's a reason why they call him Ryan Matson. Because he makes you mad, son! Okay, besides that terrible joke. New England Patriots facing against the LA Rams, of course. Everybody will mention that. Yes, of course, that with the fat pass interference. Otherwise, I should have been New Orleans Saints facing against the New England Patriots. Okay. New England Patriots ended up being the LA Rams 13-3. to So, please, no more Boston versus LA slash California teams. Just please... Please, no more. I'll be rooting for the San Jose Sharks. I'll be rooting for the California teams. But I'm going to be rooting the heck again. I hope the Columbus Blue Jack gets fine away. I hope the Boston Bruins get so confident that they think that they will be able to sweep the Columbus Blue Jackets. And it happens again. The Columbus Blue Jackets moves on. I would enjoy every minute of that. But of course, let's face it, they all want the big market teams to be in there. So, I wouldn't be surprised if it turns out we end up seeing Boston Bruins versus San Jose Sharks. Or, or we end up finding out Golden State Warriors facing against... Facing against... Uh... Boston Celtics. If my Lakers aren't in the playoffs, I'm going to be rooting the heck out of well, the California teams. And I'll be even rooting for the Toronto Raptors because the Toronto Raptors have never been to the NBA Finals. And I just think how cool it would be to see the Toronto Raptors in the NBA Finals. Ever since I, I've seen, uh, there was a, a posting of every single uh, possible design for a championship ring for teams, for all the basketball teams. And the Toronto, if the Toronto Raptors ever win one, that's going to be the coolest looking. Because it will have a talon and it scratches on the basketball. As it. For Raptors. You know, it's kind of crazy in a bizarre alternate dimension. There's a, there's a still a Toronto team, but what if Jurassic Park movie was never made? Would a Toronto end up being calling themselves the Toronto Mounties? 
I don't know. So, let me move on to a different topic and talk about... There's this really amazing series. I highly recommend people, whether you're a fan of The Karate Kid or you just want to watch something entertaining or if you're just looking for something to preoccupy your time, that way you don't end up having to worry about looking at spoilers for Avengers Endgame or spoilers for Game of Thrones or any of that. I recommend people check out Cobra Kai. William Zapka, first off, who plays Johnny Lawrence. Someone, I if I was part of the Emmy committee, I would nominate him in a heartbeat. The problem would be, would I nominate him for best lead role or best supporting actor in a TV series in a series and of course you have uh, Daniel LaRusso uh, Ralph Macchio returns back and plays uh, Daniel LaRusso and what I enjoy about this Cobra Kai series I don't just enjoy first off I have never seen Karate Kid Never seen Karate Kid. i never seen any of the Karate Kid movies, but I really find this uh, series interesting. And actually, I would be curious about, with the fact of seeing Cobra Kai before uh, seeing the Karate Kid movies, would I get more of a different interpretation? Or would it be pretty much be the same as just I understand in more detail within the series of what people are, are talking about? But the characters of Miguel and then you... It, it's kind of crazy to see how many child actors ended up, uh, you know... What you used to know them as child actors when you have seen them in other series is. And then seeing them trying to play all these characters. I, I have to say, whoever ended up uh, playing that Hawk character did a great job of, you know, in detail... Uh, you know, acting-wise, of, you know, acting shy, and then end up becoming this, uh, sorry, there's going to be some spoilers ahead, end up becoming, you know, this shy, timid person into this... Okay, I'm going to say it. Into pretty much a badass... And also, uh, Sam Russo kind of reminds me a little bit of, of the story of, I think it was the, the Trojan War, and how Eris, the goddess of chaos, you know, influenced all the events that led up. And so Sam Russo kind of reminds me 
that she is uh, the type of character. I enjoy her character as well. It's just I feel that she pretty much causes a lot of the a lot of the problems between Miguel and Robbie. In a way, like she's the center, and she ends up making all the chaos and. Everybody, if you thought season one was great, season two, I think is even better because they return. Who returns is Johnny Lawrence's old sensei, and so that makes it an interesting plot development of what's going on. And at the end of the season finale, there's a little tidbit that kind of reminds you of at the end of Avengers, you know, uh, an after credit scene for Avengers Infinity War. That's all I'm going to say. It has action scenes, it has emotional moments. I really recommend people to check this out. It, it's one of the best series. It's an, it's a great example of a series with a continuation, but at the same time a reboot as well. Because we'll be, they're more focused on. They try to show you that there's no. It's not as simple as this is the good guy or this is the bad guy. They show both parts of Johnny Lawrence, his upcoming, his. His downtrodden, and the same with Daniel Russo. His highs, his lows, it's just... I, I, I recommend everyone check the series out. It's in the most bizarre place you can find it. It's on YouTube, and it's on YouTube Premium, so... So, I recommend people check this out. Cobra Kai, Season 1, Season 2. I am really looking forward to what they do with Season 3. The possibilities are endless. They could even add, if they wanted to, they could add another dojo. Another dojo just came out of nowhere, and and now it's, it's not just a, a threat to Miyagi-Do, but even to... The new Cobra Kai. You'll you'll understand what what I mean by that if you check out the series. Okay, I want to do something instead of you know just having a song play out you know for middle of a you know giving people a break, giving you some time maybe go take a. Go take a restroom break. Maybe grab yourself a lunch or whatever time it is. Whatever what time is in your time zone. Instead, I'm going to play you a clip. I mean, play you a soundbite of a sketch I was... This was at the time before I found out about industry horror. And this was before the time Disney bought... Fox, which eventually they ended up even buying even Blue Sky Studios as well.
But this was, uh, you know, I wanted to make a kind of scenario sketch. What if somehow, what if somehow Disney, Illumination, Pixar, any, any animation studio was interested in my screenplay? What would it take for, and then just... And also, it was just another way to show off. Uh, my Mickey Mouse isn't that great in this, but it Im but it has obviously improved through time. So, here it is. Enjoy. Mouse, what are you doing here? And what are you doing my screenplay? You will help me beat my rival Pixar! Nathan! Aren't you doing well yourself with your Disney Animation Studios over Pixar? With your own Disney Animation movies? Yes, but I will come up with something original! That's something that's already been done a million times! I know we could come to an agreement, Nathan! If you were Warner Bros. with DC, that might have been that might be a whole different story. But no, not Marvel. Okay. How about the next Star Wars movie? I've seen you wear that. Trust me, I'm a Jedi shirt many times. Wait, how do you know? Never mind that I just mentioned that! Anyways, I know what you want! You've always wanted to be a sports announcer! Well, that's convenient! I own ESPN! I can make it happen! I can have you work for ESPN! If you want me to, I could even have you do your own sports segment show. I can make that happen, Nathan, if you just let me, just let me have this screenplay. I, I can't. I, I wanted to pitch it to you. I, I want to be fair and square. I don't want to be part of this bribery. As much as I would, 
I appreciate the offer of working with ESPN. I cannot accept the bribery of the idea. This is too great of an idea to to just to give to everyone. I want to make sure that these are going to be in great hands of intentions. To as in giving me creative control and also at the same time, I understand they have to look at my ideas once in a while, but give me creative control because I know I can make this happen. By the way, what happened to Pixar? Represent for Warner Brothers. You don't really sound like Bugs Bunny. Eh, they couldn't bring Mel Blank from the dead, so they had me. Wait a minute. Why am I eating carrots? Carrots are bad for rabbits. <laughs> Might as well have a celery stick. I tell you what, Warner Brothers animation could really appreciate would really appreciate it. Especially at the pest nest. If you give this screenplay to us, we know that one of your friends works for Warner Brothers, and it would be really convenient. That means you get to see your buddy constantly, and not only that, might even make the idea your idea to fruition. But not only that, actually, you have a movie for the first time ever. There will be a movie that's even better than whatever Disney would ever come up with. They're saying, and maybe if this movie's great enough, you could even work or maybe even voice in one of our D DC animated movies. Batman? If this is great enough to even kick even any Disney movie, even if it's Pixar, in the box office, we'll think about it. Uh, it is too. Uh, <laughs> uh, it is too. A minion from Illumination Studios. What are you doing here? Uh, it is too. Uh, uh, don't they have somebody about that? Can we get a translator here? What he's trying to say is that basically. Here's the deal. You give us the screenplay, we will give you creative control. Full creative control with this idea, plus maybe even have you voice a character for an upcoming Illumination Studio movie, or even for Despicable Me Free. Oh. Scrap? The mascot for Blue Sky Studios? What are you doing here? Can we get a scrap 
friends with her too. Scrubs basically saying, where is that nut? Where is that acorn nut? Oh, there it is on the ice. But anyways, if you want to make some negotiations with Blue Sky Studios, just, just be free to stop on by and check out and get us a, a tour of the studio. this so badly i i don't want to go down i want to intentionally give it to work on this idea with someone that has great intentions not just trying to make it into marketing look i understand you want to merchandise but at the same time if we constantly merchandise we need to maybe limit down on the marketing if this idea if you want my idea. Because it should be about the story. I think the story is powerful enough that, yes, yeah, sure, it, it will have trailers, and but it shouldn't reveal a lot of the plot. Because otherwise, it's ruined. It ruins the viewing of what people will experience. This is a message that I felt that needs to come out there. Unfortunately, someone already beat me to the punch, but I feel this will make it even poignant. And I think a lot of people need to hear this message even more. This message needs to be spread out more than any possible message. So, I'll have to think things through. Thank you very much for your time. And hey, I got it! I got the screenplay in your face, Pixar! Get Mickey! No, you bought Fox too? That means don't. <laughs> well, can we agree with that Avengers, next Avengers movie? Because I now know that means you might have the Fantastic Four and even have Wolverine.
And that's the end of that. Of course, I kind of did some updating on, on the fly a bit, but that was pretty much... That was pretty much the skit. And... And as I said, this was before I, I knew about industry horror. And... You know, I was just imagining how... You know, as a way of, you know, imagining... What if I tried to pitch pitch one of my screenplays? Not only that, but have the characters from all the animation studios. The animation studios that I was interested in at that time. And tried to pitch to each one of the, the characters. So Mickey Mouse, uh, Bugs Bunny, uh, one of the minions from Old Nation... And, and, of course, Scrap from Ice Age for Blue Sky Studios. So, yeah, that will be a soundbite. And, you know, I, personally, I thought, was, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I definitely need to work more on uh, Bugs Bunny, but... But otherwise, yeah, that's pretty much a skit. And, and coming up, we'll talk about, well, something else. We'll see. You know, a lot of people will not like hearing this. But in all honesty, this hasn't really been a great summer season for movies. So far, that is. Uh, a lot of people keep on saying, Oh, this has been a great, this is this has been the best summer movie season ever. I mean, we have Captain America Civil War, which basically, um, basically, if I can describe the first half, the first half of that movie, might as well be called Political Action War. But I have to admit, the best scene I've ever seen for the summer has to be that airport scene for Cap airport scene for Captain America Civil War. But otherwise, Captain America Civil War was just an okay movie. And everyone was like, what? No, it was the best Marvel movie of all time. And it's like, well, I hate to tell, I hate to break it to you, Marvel fanboys, but. That was just an okay movie. In my own opinion. In, in my opinion, it was just an okay movie. Uh, I watched Batman vs. Superman, and I thought wasn't that great a movie. Uh, it, it, it's sad to say, but I, I think the best movie of this summer so far is Finding Dory. Yeah, I, fi I would never say that, but uh, Finding Dory. I haven't seen The Jungle Book, though, so a lot of people will be going, Hey, you haven't seen The Jungle Book. How come you haven't seen The Jungle Book yet? I'll eventually see that The Jungle Book movie. Uh, maybe I'll have wait 
for it to be released or wait till it's on TV and then I can watch it. But everyone's like, no, you haven't seen the movie theaters because that's where it's best. Look, if it's a great movie, it could be great in any different platform. Okay? It could be great on the big screen. It could be great on a small screen. It could be great on a tablet. It could be great on a cell phone. It can be great on a laptop. It can even be great on my old-fashioned TV. That's when you know you have a great movie. I get annoyed that people go, like, saying, Oh, um... This movie was great. Yeah, it was only great in a movie theater. I don't like movies like Gravity that basically it's only great because of their special effects in a movie theater. But the rest of the time, if it's on any other platform, it's the most boring, cliched movie possibly imaginable. So that's all I'm saying. Uh, Finding Dory has a great message. If you have a kid that is differently abled, uh, has a disability. Uh, this is a great movie for them to see. It's a very inspiring movie uh, to go see if your kid has a disability or if even yourself have a disability. Um, it, it shows a positive light to to people that are disabled. Uh, Dory with her, with her short-term memory and Hank the... Septipus. You have a beluga whale that believes that they are sick. You have a whale shark that's nearsighted. I mean, by golly, they're they, they're just them. I mean, let me tell you, this movie is a great message for people that are differently abled. It's a great movie if you're differently abled. Uh, go check out this movie. Uh, it's a pretty good movie. Uh, I was really shocked that I actually enjoyed this movie to the point that I actually watched it more than once. Uh, it's a rarity that I would want to watch a movie uh, more than once. Uh, the last time I, wa I wanted to watch a movie more than once as soon as um, it was released in a movie theater uh, or when I watched it, when, when I viewed it, I'm going, I want to watch it again, uh, was Utopia. And I have a feeling Finding Dory is probably in my top three movies uh, for this year so far. Um, the worst one, uh, in my opinion, uh, worst anime movie I've seen so far is um, obviously that Norm in the North. But it wasn't as bad as... It wasn't as bad as everyone kept on saying it was, but... Uh, it wasn't great animation... But it had its moments once in a while, but otherwise it wasn't that bad of a movie. I'm not saying it's the greatest movie, but not as bad as a movie as everyone has claimed it to be, um, in my opinion. So I say Finding Dory is probably at number two, number three uh, for me. Uh, number one is obviously Zootopia. I really enjoy Zootopia. I always look forward to watching Zootopia. Uh, watch, looking forward to watching that Zootopia movie. Um, Disney did a fantastic job with Zootopia. Um, Pixar did a great job with this movie. This this was an unnecessary sequel, and they did a fantastic job with Finding Dory. So, you might call me Disney fanboy, Disney fanboy, but I have to say, um, this, this was actually a really great movie. Um, Ellen DeGeneres did a fantastic job. Uh, with the voice acting. Um, there were a lot of funny 
funny moments, but at the same time, there were some dramatic parts uh, that nearly had me cry. You almost had me, Pixar. You almost had me, but not quite. But, yeah. So that's all I have to say. Um, the best movie so far this summer is definitely Finding Dory. I'm looking forward to what Illumination Studios, the Illumination does with uh, The Secret Life of Pets. I'm looking forward to what Steven Spielberg and Disney do with the BFG. There's a lot of great movies that are coming out in July. I'm looking forward to that. Also in August, I feel like August will be my month because there's two, uh, The Sausage Party and Suicide Squad. How the heck can you top that uh, during August? I mean, besides, uh, they have to compete with the Olympics, which is unfortunate. But, I mean, I think it could still make some box office. But anyways, but anyways, yes, Finding Dory is a great movie. I recommend uh, kids go see this movie. I recommend some adults to go see this movie. Um, if you enjoyed Finding Nemo, uh, go ahead and check out this movie. If you didn't enjoy Finding Nemo, then don't check out this movie. But if your kid has a disability, if you're if you have a disability yourself, uh, this is a great movie. It shows a positive light. A positive light for what of people, a positive light for people with different abilities that are differently abled. Um, I really enjoyed the message, and it wasn't hammered down. That was the beauty of it. It was subtle. You kind of had a feeling that they were going with this message, but it was subtle, and it slowly revealed itself um, as the movie passed on. So I give it two. I give it two thumbs up. Uh, with this movie, and thank you for your time, as I'm Annie32 saying so long until next time on the drawing board. And welcome back, thank you for list. thank you for taking the time for the Industry Horror Coffin cast. Uh, you get the we're able to hear a couple of sound bites uh, from the past of some stuff that I wanted to originally put in my other podcast, but I thought it would be better suited to put in for the Coffin Cast. Uh, thank you very much, everybody, for listening to the Industry Horror Coffin Cast. I am Nathan. I am your host. And I just want to move on to the next topic. Uh, I recently got to be able to participate in the Ought to Run. It was the first time, and and I had a wonderful time. And I really want to thank the Autistic Society of Venture County for letting us be able to screen print on their, on their tote bags. And also to the Lozano family for letting us be able to help uh, to screen print uh, Sonny Lozano's design for Team Awesome for the volunteer shirts. It was, and also thank you to Team Gavin as well for for having uh, the, the design that I originally sent for the Ought to Run design contest, and and asking uh, permission if they could use my design. And of course, I said. And I said, of course, yes, absolutely. So thank you, Team Gavin, for it. It it was 
it was wonderful. I was really emotional when I got to be able to see some people actually wearing uh, some of those shirts that with my designs on them. It it is a surreal experience, and and especially getting to see. All those tote bags, you know, after all the silk screen printing, custom silk screen printing on on those tote bags, being able to get 3,000 of those done in around four days. And it just was a wonderful experience being able to see everybody, you know, seeing all those red tote bags and knowing the fact that, hey, I was part of it. I, I was able... I got the silk screen print on those and 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 also seeing my design and and also uh even team Gavin uh used my design on on chocolate bars as well so they were giving away chocolate bars and they had my design on on those chocolate bars as well i I kept a couple of wrappers to be honest because when am I ever gonna see my design on a chocolate bar ever again i I mean hopefully it will be. Hopefully it will be soon again, but man, it it was really wonderful to see those those puzzle pieces of the design and, and and being able to see people. You know, it just it just brought me a lot of joy. So so thank you, everyone, especially to the people that stopped on by the industry horror tent uh, during the ought to run. We really do appreciate. Uh, everyone uh, coming on by the industry horror, the industry horror tent for the ought to run, and I actually got a surprise. Turns out my mom and my older brother actually uh, did the ought to run. They participated in the ought to run, and so hopefully next year. I won't be just, you know, just helping out vendor, you know, for industry horror, but hopefully, uh, you know, I'll be able to, to be able to participate in the ought to run. Well, well, in a way, I sort of did, you know, I, I watched a long ways. It's just I didn't start at the starting line and then go all the way to the finish line. But it was pretty much close to, to that. <laughs> Anyways. It was just wonderful to see all these people, you know, helping out. I mean, the promoting autism and seeing all these people running for autism, you know, whether they have a child with autism or if they themselves have autism. And it, and it was just wonderful to be able to see all the support within the community. You know, everybody just coming out. I mean, it... it it's a wonderful experience. I, I didn't want it to uh, go away. I, I enjoyed every every minute of it. I, I got to talk to to new people and, and and it was great. So if you didn't come up for the ought to run this year then I suggest uh, 
you know, come out next year, you know, show support for autism. Show support for autism for the Autism Run. And it and it takes place at California State University Channel Islands uh, usually around late April, so And I'm still trying to figure out which horror movie I should watch out of the recommended. So, either go with watching some classic horror movies or watch the most recent ones like Hereditary. Hereditary or the La Gorona one. Now, before I wrap up another Industry Horror Coffin Cast episode, I just want to say I appreciate all you Industry Horror hearers out there. And for all your patience for this episode, I understand this episode is a little bit longer, but I wanted to demonstrate a couple of soundbites from the past. And now I want you to hear a soundbite. Ashley really meant a lot to me at a moment. Good morning, Chamber. My name is Nathan. I'm a screen printer for Industry Horror. Now that everyone is aware of autism, now is the time for autism acceptance. We do custom silk screen printing and want to deplete the unemployment rate of autistic adults in Ventura County. And also I want to say thank you to the Autistic Society of Ventura County for having us be part of the Ought to Run. It was a lot of fun. And also please check out the Industry Horror Coffin Cast on your podcast platforms. Thank you. And that soundbite that you just listened to was the exact words that I said for my 20-second commercial at the Ventura Chamber Connection Breakfast on the first Friday of May. So, May 3rd. And that that 20-second commercial ended up being one of the best commercials. But I also was one of the only people that also presented their 20-second commercial on the stage. So, yeah, that is a memorable moment right there. It shows that I have come a long way for the community that I live in. And with that, thank you very much for listening to the Industry Horror Coffin Cast. As I'm Nathan, saying... Add a little bit of horror into your life. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, and if you're part of the autistic, uh, sports, entertainment, or just part of the Ventura County community, and after listening to this podcast and And you're saying, hey, that was quite interesting. I want to be on the next 
Industry Horror Coffin Cast. Well, you can contact me, Industry Horror Coffin Cast, at gmail.com. And this Industry Horror Coffin Cast is brought to you by Industry Horror. Industry Horror is a 501c3 nonprofit that teaches about trade skills and makes sure to employ people of autistic adults. With custom silk screen printing of shirts, sweaters, hoodies, Crop tops, tank tops, buttons, designer belts, and even stickers. And also, if you want to update your logo as well, no matter how large or how small your business is, we would definitely enjoy helping out within the community. And also, we have a but we also have some interesting accessories at the Industry Horror Boutique store. It's off of 518 East Main Street in Ventura, California, located in downtown Ventura, near the Buffalo Exchange store. We also have a website. You can check out industryhorror.com. Industry Horror, screen printing with a conscious.